Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. And I'm glad that you've joined me for In Focus with Annie J. Koshi, where I look at people and their milestones, places where international changemakers are impacting our world, as well as events that bring our communities together. You can tune in on Saturdays at 4 p.m. to News Talk Saga 960 AM. Follow Saga 960 AM on Instagram and on Facebook. And you can follow me as well on Instagram under Annie J. Koshi or under GTA South Asia Media Network. Ajay Modi is the founder and CEO of Indo-Canada Arts Council. It's a not-for-profit organization committed to promoting and recognizing artists, performers, and creators for their achievements and contributions. Welcome to the show, Ajay. Thank you, Annie, and it's a pleasure to be on the GTA South Focus. Focus. Yes, this is in focus for Saga 960. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us here. And yes, uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, you know, you started your journey uh, from New Delhi in India, and uh, were you always, as a young person, interested in arts and entertainment? Were you always entertaining your family? What's your background? Well, in my childhood, I would say not. I would say early youth, I had been involved into my school's drama festival. Okay. And I used to write the dramas, like the play, one act plays, and ah. used to act, direct in them. You're a playwright. Yes, playwright. One act playwright. (laughs) So that was, that used to be my forte in Hindi, basically, not in English that much. So in Hindi and three years in a row, I won the uh, best actor award as well as, no, the best writer and the director award. We used to have the uh, National School of Drama's annual competition for the schools at that time. I was in the school, right? So I used to participate and as my plays used to won from my school, St. Xavier's, and they used to compete uh, in those national school of dramas, uh, school level, entry level dramas. But later on, as we grew up, so dads used to say, you know, enough of Ramibajis and stuff like that, get down to business. Right. So, and business meant that you came from a family of businessmen. Your father had a huge manufacturing, I believe, company. Um, were you expected to follow their footsteps into business? Yes, that's, that what, that's what actually I grew up with. And that was the main focus. And eventually when came into the college life, the drama and all was done and the things were done, right? So then I still got into uh, doing my business, the family business, which I was there. But we used to have our retail stores, distribution, manufacturing and all. But always the events, exhibitions, that used to always attract me. So I always used to go and participate in those exhibitions and expos as a participant. And while growing up in that process, I was attracted to organize those events and exhibitions. So right. that's how the entertainment, you can say, is the later part, which got into me more when I reached to Canada. 
But right. initially it was exhibitions and expos. Right. Now, that's interesting. You and your wife migrated to Canada not that far away, not that long ago. Um, and when you came here, you went through the same struggles that all immigrants initially have is to establish yourself here in a new country. But you brought to Canada that interest and that passion for arts and film. And you launched a couple of organizations, AME Telefilms, as well as AME or AM Entertainment. Both of these organizations focused on the arts and culture aspects of the Indian diaspora here, but basing it on a lot of the arts and entertainment that we grew up in India with. What were the challenges that you initially faced? Well, and you see, there was a lot of challenges at that time, but I would say there were a lot of opportunities as well because the community was not that grown up and the things were like, it was not, it was not so developed. So the, still the cinemas and the live entertainment was the main focus. And right. the challenge of that was that uh, because of the adverse climatic conditions over here, right. lack of knowledge and definitely a lack of infrastructure. So, so lack of knowledge in terms of the uh, individuals that you had to work with locally or your lack of knowledge in understanding how to function here? No, the lack of knowledge to the community as and such. Okay. So the community was not that much uh, enriched with the concept of uh, that much of different kind of live entertainment. For right. So what we were experiencing here is very different than what you were putting together in terms of your shows in India then. Yes. So the only concept they had was the big star shows, the big musical concerts. Right. Or the couple of handful of festivals which used to happen. Right. And within the process of 15 years being here, those well-established festivals are now out. They don't happen anymore here. And those musical concerts and the big star shows do happen, but the success rates is very low. Right. But it is hard. And especially over the last year, and we're going to touch upon that, COVID really uh, changed a lot of the ways that we're going to be able to do some of these festivals and also the number of people that attend them. We've seen a marked difference in the numbers. But, you know, before we jump into all of that, because I know we have a very jam-packed show today with regards to all things arts and entertainment within the South Asian community, because I have to say, we just celebrated one of the most interesting times and celebrated times in the Indian community and that was Diwali that was celebrated on November the 4th and so um, we are going to this is really the Diwali show I would say uh, for for us uh, here at Saga 960. Now you're a foodie just like me you started a restaurant um, in Brampton itself at one point called Cafe Delhi 6. That was a 7,500 square foot banquet hall and restaurant that was located in Shoppers World in Brampton. How did that come together? Well, Annie, that was one uh, experience I had over here in Canada. I used to have a restaurant interest way back from India in Himachal and Kullu Manali. So I used to operate a restaurant in Manali over there. But after that, I didn't uh, got that much into restaurant business over here. And the Cafe Delhi 6 was a great experience. It was located in Shoppers World, the main hub of our Peel region, the border of Brampton and Mississauga, like the highway. Right. So we had a tremendous response. But as in how the things were coming up and the labor shortage and all those kind of things. And at that time, my children were very small and they needed me more than what anything else needed. Right. 
Right. So after a couple of years of operation, I just uh, quit from that business. I sold that business out. But the food passion and the restaurant business is still alive in me. So I have ventured into some more things later on as well. Well, founded in 2014, the Indo-Canada Arts Council is a federally registered not-for-profit organization under Canada Corporations. It's a non-government, non-partisan, and non-religious organization that really promotes arts and culture within the Indian community, but also within the larger diaspora of the Canadian communities that we are situated in. Now, we're going to take a short break here on Saga 960. This is In Focus with Annie J. Koshi. And uh, when we come back, we're going to dive right into some of the other things that uh, the Indo-Canada Arts Council is involved with, some of the things that they've been doing during COVID and what's coming up for them. Stay tuned. We're going to take a break. Stream us live at saga960am.ca. Welcome back to In Focus with Annie J. Koshi. You know, although the world grows even more globalized by the day, many companies are moving in the opposite direction and they're really investing in local talent and in local um, economies. So, you know, if you've been looking, Ajay, who we have in studio today, he's talking about uh, some of the events that he and his company um, have been putting together. And one of the things that they've really focused on uh, and the mission is to collaborate and connect with artists and performers, both from India as well as Canada in joint productions, both in performing arts as well as visual arts. Now you've provided, Ajay, a platform for hundreds of young children and youth within the community to showcase their talent and share the stage, really an opportunity that many would not have had they been in India, to share that stage with some of the biggest and most glamorous stars. Why was that such a hit here? Well, see, Annie, I'll just take it, uh, take things a little back over here. When in 2007, 2006, pretty much when I was here. So I just observed that there is a lot of talent here, but there are two limitations to that. The first of the limitation was that not able to read the Hindi script. Right. But they still speak Hindi. They still, still talk Hindi, communicate Hindi, but reading the Hindi skills was an issue. Right. Okay. And the uh, talent was not, there was so much of talent in terms of all, as you said, visual art as well as the performing arts. They didn't have an access to provide a platform, basically. Right. So when we founded Indo-Canada Arts Council, our basic mandate was, and it still is, that we give opportunity to all the, like, there are like, numerous uh, dance schools over here, music schools over here. They nurture and they educate that music and dance and arts and everything. And we have open doors every year. Uh, it's just me who's talking to you right now, but I would say the engine behind me is Ratika who always 
works like starts working before even I finish this year's festival. I know she's already on it for next year. I'm sure. What's going to be for the next year coming in, right? Yeah, because I have actually, I'm very lucky in, in my larger work that I do, Ajay, to work with numerous festival organizers and the annual Diwali Razmataz Festival has become one of the largest and most attended Diwali celebrations in Canada. You have over a hundred thousand people that attend have attended the festival in the past years whether it be in mississauga whether at the celebration square whether it be at niagara falls or in brampton and you've also had appearances of diwali razmataz in markham in toronto in ottawa winnipeg and now that you've moved from peel region and have situated yourself in niagara falls and st catharines you've done it there as well so you have really taken Diwali and have taken it from something that was just celebrated within a small community, well, relatively large community, but a small portion of the Canadian diaspora to uh, really share with others the joy of Diwali. Well, I mean, see, I'll, I'll take you way back again to like 15 years ago when I came here. My children are very small, like, you right. know, like 10 years and 11 years, 12 years, right? My first Diwali, I landed here in March and Diwali days, Baba, where is the Dashara, Ravana? There's nothing. Right. Where is Diwali? The only place we got to know was the Dixi Gurudwara and you go there and play some crackers. So that was the only thing which was like synonymous to Diwali being celebrated, right? And right. the temples. So we took a couple of years and uh, I'll just take you in 2009 itself, it was the second, third year of mine. Uh, I in, like I got in called into like a station or staging the one of the largest festivals called Mahautsav. Okay. That was a 30 hours non-stop festival at uh, Rogers Center. Wow. So that was a festival within the third year I came here, which we did. And that's the time where, you know, I must have wrote, I will say at least thousands of proposals to the sponsors, to the community partners. And I must have met all places across, hey, this is a big festival which we are doing. So that is where I feel that we were able to promote if the festival was one part, but at least people, the corporate sector, the communities, even the non-Indian communities came to know what Diwali was. And we had a huge budget for promoting and encouraging that festival. And the uh, festival was promoted in Toronto Star, the festival promoted in the mainstream radios and televisions. So that's where the spark of Diwali came in. And uh, today we feel very proud, even into remote places where there must be a very small, sizable, like very nominal uh, community over there. We see the Diwali signs coming up on pretty much all major grocery stores, Tim Hortons, bank branches, everywhere the Diwali celebrated. So it gives us so much of pleasure that the festival is there and everybody's celebrating together. And uh, that's, that's, that's basically pretty much as a matter of thing that this Diwali is now known as a mainstream festival. Now, you have done with your team something that has been really tough to do and very unique. Diwali Razmataz fireworks at Niagara Falls. Now, this is the only official and recognized Diwali fireworks in association and partnership 
with Niagara Parks Commission and the City of Niagara Falls. It was introduced in 2017 and in 2018 a full-fledged festival was conducted with cultural performances including musical concerts and dance performances. Now that has grown phenomenally and just this last weekend uh, you had the fireworks even though it was raining uh, and and a bit damp definitely fall weather but you had a fantastic celebration last Saturday uh, tell us about that well Annie, I would say that the fireworks on the 30th of October I would be I'm happiest and I'm really blessed to say that that those must be the only first fireworks anywhere in the world to reopen the skies, to brighten up the skies. I don't see that there's any other fireworks happened after the COVID uh, like the pandemic struck in. And uh, it was it was slight rain, drizzle, mushy around, but people enjoyed it. And the uh, YouTube and social media has been so, and a weekend prior to that on 23rd of October, which we did at the Majestic Niagara Falls with the Niagara Falls as a backdrop. Uh, just shading over here that we have more than 2.2 million views on that on the Facebook now. So uh, the festivals at Niagara Falls have really grown up and the community has started recognizing it. And not only here in Canada, because Niagara Falls is such an iconic place. It catches the world news. It catches everywhere. Hey, something like this has happened. So everybody's so very curious to know about it, to like to celebrate and they celebrate the pride, basically. It's moreover. And when you talked about the Diwali fireworks, uh, we had been trying this for quite a long time. And then came in the city of Niagara Falls and the Niagara Parks Commission. They said, okay, hi, we will do it. And the other challenge was that Niagara Falls sometimes do a stretch of uh, fireworks every time. So we had a challenge that how to make this stand out that this is an exclusive Diwali fireworks. Right. So we chose, we chose Saturday, like uh, Saturday, which was not the fireworks day on the weekends. So after these Labor Day, they choose Fridays and Saturdays up till the Thanksgiving. Right. So after that, they don't do fireworks. So we chose a weekend after the Thanksgiving, that too on a Saturday, which is not on fireworks day. But right. now we'll say that this is the fifth year we did it. Even last year, we had a virtual fireworks, musical symphony fireworks. So every year, this is the only official uh, city operated or conducted in partnership with Indo-Canada Arts Council as a Diwali fireworks. And the illumination of falls also coordinate and coincide with it. Now, one of the things that you did this year that was very unique was uh, you renamed it as a hybrid festival. You, along with a lot of other festival organizers, individuals who are in the entertainment scene, were really impacted with the resulting COVID restrictions that's affected all of us in the arts and entertainment industries in the last 18 to 20 months. This year, you conducted what was known as a hybrid festival with both live in-person experiences, interactive experiences, as well as virtual programming and content development. Let's talk about that. See, Annie, uh, still, while we are talking to you, uh, we had been uh, facing the challenge of the uncertainty. Right. At least last year, the uncertainty was not there. It was a blank out. It was... Only right. a there, was, we, there was no option. It was either totally, no yeah, no totally off, no person. A virtual festival. Right. This year, it was like a pendulum. One right. day we used to come to know, hey, uh, there is a possibility you can do a live festival. Then two days before, you come to know that, oh, you had a 300 people capacity, but you can now do a 400 people. Right. So those 
those uncertainties really made us like an hybrid festival in a way that so we had been parallelly planning and executing some live content some interactive content some virtual content so things are very much mixed so that's how i called it like named it as a hybrid festival and we have people calling us people participating in some competitions people doing virtual contents and things like that so uh, hybrid is basically as you know hybrid cars we talk about electric gas right. whatever you call it so this well, you're definitely electric ajay i don't know very many people who have the energy capacity that you do so we definitely know that the hybrid part of any of these festivals is you being plugged into it so agree agree the basic thing is it's all about the passion and right. the support and the encouragement and the participation of the community right the fire ignited in you so that you can just keep on going and keep on going absolutely icac with is really functioning with the support of various community organizations and really hard working volunteers who provide a platform for over 400 artists and performers from different faiths and backgrounds who all come together and they celebrate the as you mentioned the festivities of diwali as though they're all part of one big happy family and even though we were through going through like the difficult times of covid um the celebration and the joy that is all associated with diwali was definitely felt and experienced so that's wonderful well ajay you know what i i i know that we have lots more to talk about i do need to take a break right now we're going to come back after this and speak really about what diwali means because there's a larger wider audience that perhaps may not be aware of the symbolic reasons and some of the things that you did as part of the festival to share the story of diwali especially the ram leela and some of the other uh performances that you have continued to share uh because you did what was known as 30 days not one or two days not a week you did a 30 days of diwali celebrations this year as part of the hybrid version and that itself is a huge benchmark we're going to take a short break right now this is in focus with Annie J Koshi here on Saga 960 stay tuned i'll be right back No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca. Welcome back to In Focus with Annie J Koshi and we are in conversation with Ajay Modi and you know part of my show is always about people but today's show is all about events and it was so many events that were going on. I want to talk about the uh festivity of Diwali. Now Diwali symbolizes uh Ajay the spiritual victory of light over darkness or good over evil, um knowledge over ignorance and it's one of the largest community festivals that's celebrated uh amongst all Indians I would say equally who are either hindu or non-hindu because i you know it's it's not just for one religious group but i think everyone equally enjoys the festivities and celebrates and uh, this this festival what were some of the things that 
um, you did over the last month because you conducted um, this hybrid festival, not just for a weekend or a day, as many other festivals do, but for an extended period. And in that process, you were able to share some things that components that were specific to Diwali. See, Annie, what happens is traditionally also Diwali starts, uh, Diwali celebration actually start almost for a month. That usually starts from the first day of Navratri, which is exactly 30 days before Diwali. Now, let's explain and, what Navratri is, because I know that that's a concept that a lot of people, and I believe if I have a very um, a brief understanding of it, it is uh, a period of time where the wives are um, uh, doing a, uh, prayers and or a husband and wife are doing prayers in acknowledgement of um, is it wanting the, the same partner back again for seven lifetimes? There's something along the lines of that. Am I wrong? Am I right? And I think, I, I think Annie, there is, see, uh, the thing about the Indian festivals is every region, there's right. a different legacy. Okay. okay. Like just I'll give you for Diwali what we celebrate. Hindus as such, Hindus celebrate Diwali as the festival of lights, Vikki of good over evil. Right? Right. And we, we worship the goddess of wealth, Lakshmi Puja. Right? The Sikhs, which is also part of the Hindu clan, they celebrate as a bandi chhordivas. So that's another belief right there. So there is uh, the Gujaratis actually celebrate it as a different belief altogether. So Diwali right. as such in different parts of the world, not even the world, in back home in India also, different regions celebrated the different way. But as we talked about Navratri right now, so Navratri is celebrated as basically nine days of uh, worshipping right. Nav Durga Shakti. Okay. So the Nav Durga Shakti means the nine, uh, the nine, you can say, avatars of uh, Durga, which is the symbol of inner power. Okay, the goddess Durga. Okay, so the goddess Durga. Right. So there are nine different... Uh, what you call embodiments of her. Or, yeah. Yes. Embodiments. So, Durga Puja is there. Okay. And ways back home, traditionally, centuries old tradition, during this Navratri right. is the staging of Ramlila. Right. And as we all celebrate Diwali, is basically believed to be the homecoming of Lord Rama from his exile of 14 years. Right. And then the day he was crowned back as the king of Ayodhya, that's the day Diwali is celebrated. So the entire kingdom was illuminated with earthen lamps, with all the auspicious and the spiritual and the devotional kind of uh, things. So that's what tradition is going on. And then small, small other things started adding on to it. Right. So that's where the 30 days actually what came in is the first day of Navratri. Right. For the 10 days, uh, the staging of Ramlila, which is the story based on Ramayana. Right. So that's being enacted as part of Ramlila. And we had been doing this as a tradition, bringing that Ramlila into parts over here. And we hope to bring it live as well. But we had been bringing, uh, we'd been, like, we had brought the Ramlila live to Canada a number of times, either in a three hours performance or maybe a stage performances into different Right, forms. because they are, it's quite long. I think each of the performances is between 45 minutes to an hour or so. Now, Diwali is celebrated worldwide by Sikhs, Punjabis, Gujaratis, Jains, Buddhists, Tamils, Nepalis, Sri Lankans, East Indians. Diwali is, as you mentioned right now, the celebration of the homecoming of Lord Rama after his jubilant victory over the demons. 
It typically lasts five days. And as you've mentioned that we start the celebration um, for at, right uh, at the start of Navratri and continue that for about 30 days. So the actual Diwali days last for about officially five days between mid-October and mid-November. And uh, this is something that um, over the years we've seen more and more people understanding and celebrating it, not just within um, the communities that I've mentioned, but in larger uh, communities. One of the things that you were instrumental in and involved in was creating a Canada Post Diwali stamp. Let's talk about that. So anyway, what happened is uh, we had been bringing in the commemorative uh, Canada Post picture postage stamp since 2011. So that was a privately uh, association with the Canada Post. And we used to go at those picture postage stamps since 2011. And then way back in 2018, with our continuous efforts, the Canada Post made an official commemorative stamp, which was released by Canada Post. And then they did it. And since uh, I'm proud to say here that I am now the community representative on the board of Canada Post, in developing the design and the layout of the stamp. And uh, even this year's stamp, which has been released by Canada Post, I'm very proud to be having my name behind those uh, stamps officially written there, representing the main coordinator in developing the designs and the concept of the Wali Post stamp. That's and a rather, huge accomplishment, uh, yes. Ajay, you know, to be able to... That, and it is going to be coming every year. This right. year, we did this uh, designing internally with our experts, with our designing team. But from next year onwards, we will be opening this as a community initiative driven designs. So right. we will be inviting design concepts from the community people where they will submit their ideas of design, colors, layouts, which will be collaborated and incorporated by our team of experts to see how it comes forward. So this is an ongoing process, which we are really proud to bring that Canada Post stamp. And the beauty of these stamps are they can always stay as collective stamps. They don't diminish their value as a face value. So right. today we have bought this stamp as a, at the today's price for postage. And even if hundred years later, the postage charges will be doubled, but you will still be able to use this stamp at the same face value of hundred years later. Wow. So, so the beauty of these, these are permanent stamps. So right. they are like a gift card in your hand for mailing one mail anywhere in Canada. That's so excellent. That's the beauty of it. You can always hold them, preserve them. And every year there's going to be new design on Diwali. Now, can Indo-Canada Arts Council also did something that I have never seen before. And this was the 3D projection mapping um, and the virtual musical symphony fireworks that you had and the and the now the projection mapping was done on the parliament hill in ottawa as well as mississauga city hall um how did you come about with that concept where did you come up with that idea see any what happens is last year it was a challenge to i said everybody's doing a virtual festival and in today's world when there is so much of content available online where this so professionally short edited and made adaptable to viewing on your phones and stuff like that. We were brainstorming, what can we do which can which is going to stand out of the content? 
Right. So apart from that, as we are committed to promote the artists, the talent, the performers, we continued with that process. And within that process, we, while doing the brainstorming and around, we developed this idea of uh, virtual content. And that's where we come up with the, uh, we discussed with a lot of companies across in Vancouver, across in Germany, PEI, India, back home. And ultimately we collaborated between the four countries, I would say, that was uh, India, Germany, Canada, and little company in the US. And right. about three weeks, I was virtually working last year and this year we're going to talk about later. But last year I was working between the four continent times. Right. Like 24 7 uh, hour, like 24 yeah. 7 working for me. That's why I was saying you're the energy. It's like for all of this to work, all we have to do is plug Ajay in because everything is then functioning. Now, this year you did something completely different. You're producing six different digital products, uh, including a 3D animation and the animation, the projection mapping. Um, but you're using drones, laser lights and special effects. Uh, but you've also added a component of bringing this back to the streets of Canada, the celebrations back to the streets. How are you doing that? Well, see, any last year we also uh, based on the one component was the Fir Hoga song. Okay. So last year we produced a song for Diwali. The title of that song was Fir Hoga. That means will happen again. Okay. A song of hope. So right. that song was sung by some of the greatest and the biggest Bollywood singers. So based on the success of that song, this year also we are producing two songs. So there is one fun number, which has been uh, fortunately written by me. So I had written- So you wrote the song as well? Yes, so I wrote the song uh, this year, which, is, uh, which premiered on 3rd of November, worldwide premiere on YouTube and Facebook. Rather, if you want to incorporate that song, a little bit of piece of that into your program, you can do it. It's a fun number. It's a fun number about, uh, all the different kind of sweets which people enjoy during the Diwali festivities. Right. So between my time frames, I just went a little overboard and I just tried to pen down some things. Right. Um, With your time frames and when you don't <laughs> sleep, I swear you've got so much yeah. energy. Uh, I'm just exhausted because it doesn't even stop there. Ajay, you continue and we think that it's just programming that's for Diwali or it's just programming for a couple of weeks or a month or so. You continue with the work that you do with the community and you've taken that into International Day of Yoga on the 21st of June. Now, the United Nations General Assembly declared in 2014, June 21st, as the International Day of Yoga. And you have, since 2015, um, been uh, involved in celebrating this. How has that come about? And how have you seen it evolving over the last several years? Well, see, uh, Annie, now that I am officially resident of Niagara Falls, and 2015, we did the first International Day of Yoga at Niagara Falls. And in year 2021, we did a very different kind of an yoga, which was the paddle boat yoga. So we had the paddle boats, like the, like sailboats on the right. And the yoga was performed to commemorate the International Day of Yoga there. And this year also, going back on the postage stamp, we were able to get, an, it was not an official release postage stamp by Canada Post, but we were able to still release a Canada Day, not Canada Day, I'm saying the International Day of Yoga stamp with Canada Post, a commemorative right. stamp. 
and the yoga day at the nagra falls is so beautiful so i will say in terms of it's so meditating it's so natural because nagra falls is the natural wonder of the world and yoga teaches everything about being natural process it's right. basically develops your body in itself without any external sources to fight what is fighting against you so that's where the international day of yoga at nagra falls comes in what a wonderful concept and you know we're not done yet for those of you who are listening the show does continue after this message this is in focus with anj koshi when we come back we're going to talk about India's 75th celebrations and the involvement that Indo-Canada Arts Council has done, some of the unique things that they've already done and what's planned up coming up next because you really want to be involved with this organization in the next year as we start to celebrate this entire year of 75th celebrations of uh, India's independence. Stay tuned. We're going to be back right after this message. Stream us live at saga960am.ca. Welcome back to In Focus with Annie J. Koshi, and we are speaking to Ajay Modi, and if you've missed out on the show, you really need to tune in, because there are so many nuggets uh, that you will learn about Diwali, about festivals that are being celebrated, and some of the things that the Indo-Canada Arts Council does uh, to promote local talent whether you are part of the Indian community or not it doesn't matter you've got talent you've got something you want to put up on stage you want to contribute you should really get in touch with them and speaking of which Ajay tell us where our listeners can actually get a hold of you well for me to get hold of is the best through the Facebook I would say okay and they can always email us at the info at icacouncil.com Okay. That's the best source, website. But I would say in today's world, the Facebook is the most instant. So, so is it uh, the Canada Diwali uh, Facebook page that they would... Canada Diwali Facebook page. Okay. And you know, and you just take you, uh, I'll just take you a little back here. Until two years ago, we were like promoting Diwali Razmatas. That's the name of our festival. Right. But just to make it simple for everybody to follow, to remember. So it's Canada Diwali. And okay. we have made our yoga as Canada Yoga. So we have right. made it in such a way that people do remember Canada and yoga or Canada and Diwali. Right. So if they remember Canada Diwali and if they do Google Canada Diwali, they will get different kind of sources to connect to us. Right. So the Facebook is there, website is there, Twitter is there, Instagram is there, phone number is there on our website. But I, we have also dedicated a specified number now for the Canada Diwali, which is there on our website. But if they want, we can always communicate to them. Now, Canada Diwali Razmataz Festival provides a platform for over a thousand plus artists and performers um, with the support and participation of, you have sometimes over 400 volunteers, uh, 50 plus organizations, so many committee members, and together you are really communicating and collaborating and connecting the community as well as enriching people's lives through arts and culture. One of the highlights that you did this year was a celebration at Niagara Falls celebrating India's 75th birthday, um, the Independence Day of India. 
And what were some of the interesting highlights of that celebration? Well, Annie, the biggest highlight of the 75th India Independence Day was a 75 feet long cake. Wow. So we had the, we actually in physical, we cut the 75 long cake at the Niagara Falls. And that was a rage. When I floated that idea, people said, he's nuts. He's crazy. <laughs> it's not going to happen. How can it happen? Right? You know, right. They didn't believe me. When I posted uh, the, uh, what you say, I posted a, something on the Facebook, like various restaurant groups, the bakery groups. I used to get comments on that. You know, he's crazy. He, he's not, be don't believe him. If he gives you an order, take 100% money advance and things like that. And right. nobody can make it. Right. Then just about a week before the, the actual day, I got a call from a crazy baker. From a and crazy, equally crazy baker. Equally crazy baker. Because I called <laughs> him a crazy, crazy baker because it was a crazy idea. Right. And I had given up all hopes. Right. And in that process, you know, I might have visited tons of uh, bakeries around. And some used to say, okay, we'll give it like that. We don't take the responsibility. I'll just deliver it or you pick it up. I said, absolute nonsense. And the worst part was the people were gossiping. Right. There was a gossip going on the social media and of no use. So this gentleman calls me up and he says, I'm calling you for 75th, uh, the 75 feet crazy cake idea which you have. I said, okay, send me a text. He said, I don't want to get into the text. When you have mentioned on your post, call me or direct text me. So why should I do it here? I'm here. I mean it. I can deliver it and let's do it. And that's where it happened. And we actually wow. delivered a 75 feet long cake. Now, it was not just about the cake. That was one part. But you ensured that all of the decor was in India's tricolors. Uh, you also had 75, numerous things that rep represented the 75. You had 75 hours of nonstop festival programming. Um, you also had a banner uh, that was significant. Let's speak about that and why that was very unique. So what we did is we mirrored the 75 feet long cake with a 75 feet long banner. And we invited everybody present there to write their India 75 feeling wishes or whatever they feel like. So that was spread on the ground where people were writing messages, they were making smileys and they were like, whatever feeling they had about the pride of having the 75th India Independence Day, that was going on simultaneously. So it was a mirror of the cake on the one side, which was getting ready for the to be cut later on. So it was there, we had like uh, 75 uh, different kind of balloons were there. The cake had 7.5 different flavors. The cake was 750 kilograms of cake. So everything was like into 75. Right. And on that note, the 75 hours long festival is going to be happening in 2022, given that- right. We, so, so you, so ICAC in association and participation of the High Commission of India Ottawa and the Consul General of India Toronto are excited to plan and organize the 75th year of India independence at Niagara Falls. It began on August 15th, 2021 and runs all the way till August 15th of 2023. And during the course of the next couple of years, what you shall see is all of these festivities. So some of these things have already happened. Some are going to be happening in the next uh, coming up uh, August, and it will continue on for the following year as well. So it's a very, very robust 
um, pr uh, programming that you've got. What's happening in the immediate future? Is there anything that anyone can show up to appear at? Where can they come and celebrate? Yes, I have something for. Oh, what's going on? Okay, so the thing is, as you said, the figure of 75. So, you know, after just exactly two weeks later, Diwali, there is Guru Parv, which is the birth uh, centenary of like, not centenary, the birth of uh, Guru Nanak, the, the main guru of uh, Sikhism. So it's also called Prakash Utsav. Prakash Utsav okay. means the festival of uh, enlightenment, basically. Okay. A day of enlightenment. So that day we are dedicating our newest offering and a gift to the community. That is the ICANN Center. So the Beautiful. ICANN Center is, is represent the India-Canada Center. And I can means that I can do it. That's what it is. What a beautiful message. So that's what, and it's basically a center where there's going to be coaching classrooms, studios, multimedia, digital room, space for exhibits and everything. It's a 24,000 square feet of a facility. And it's located in Peel region in Brampton itself. And it's so in Brampton. It's a wonderful location for everyone to come and celebrate artists, to promote the culture, the community, and take part in some of the beautiful events and things that this amazing organization is doing to give back and to continue to build and bridge build um, the community through arts and culture, especially through our youth. Well, there you have it. Are you interested in being in my show? Well, just reach out to me at info at Saga 960 AM, Attention Annie or The Ninja. Now, if you've missed out on any of my live shows, you can always tune in on Wednesdays for a repeat show from 9 to 10 p.m. You can also tune in on our website at www.saga960am.ca where there will be a podcast of this and other great shows. Have a great Saturday afternoon. Stay safe and continue to be your beautiful self. I'm signing off for now. This is Annie Koshi with InFocus for Saga 960. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca.